1: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. We
2: got them right where we want
0: it. Prime time on football Friday. No one comes into our
2: house us around. Ten eighty the fan. How
3: you play today
2: from this moment on is how you will be remembered. This is a Football Friday edition of Primetime with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. Download the
0: Odyssey app, follow 1080 the Fan, and enable push notifications to get the latest on the ducks,
3: beavers, blazers, and more.
2: Football Friday with Isaac and Sue on 1080 the Fan. Hey, what to do? Oh. Oh. What's
4: up? Good Friday. What's going on? How are you? Apparently someone needs a witch out there and they can't get one. What's happening?
3: What do you mean? (laughs) Why can't you just make one?
4: (laughs) Could you go into a Subway and ask for the exact ingredients? Yes, that's what I mean. Of a Dangewitch? Sure. Or would they be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We can't put those. Oh, that particular combo no, of meats has been discontinued. Yeah, you're not doing. That. Even
3: though I have them all right here. Yeah, just order. Yeah, it's, it's well, like, I, mean, I
4: don't know what was the danger. Anyway. I don't know. It was like turkey. Like, there was some, like, there, I think there was some like jalapenos on it. Did he pick the ingredients? I'm sure he did. Like, you know, you build your own. They go to you and, you know, like, hey, what sandwich do you want? You pick out your ingredients and then it's dangerous. That's so bad. Someone out there needed a danger, witch and they can't get one right now. Unless you go down to Subway and you talk to the guy making 9 bucks an hour, I'm sure he'll build you one. I
3: hate Subway, and I'll tell you why. Well, you should hate Subway. Are they a
4: sponsor? I hope not, because uh, we've openly made fun of them. That and the Olive Garden, at least 7,000 times on this program. Yeah, you're right. If they were a sponsor, they're not anymore. Yeah, at least the Olive Garden has the breadsticks. I mean, that's something. Have you ever
3: noticed that, and I haven't eaten at Subway in, like, probably years, but I used to some, just because, you know. It's there. Well, it's convenient and it's a sub, and it's, a sub, I don't know. There was nothing terrible about it. But ultimately, what ended up happening is, you know, it's designed to be really fast. Yes. You know, with all the ingredients right there, and they just whip you right through. Conveyor belt style. They were
4: amazingly, stunningly slow. Did you ever notice that? Well, have you, the sandwich artists, as I like to call them? Oh, my God. Have you seen the guy back there or the gal? Look, let's let's be honest. Did you really expect that to be a speedy yes. venture?
3: Yes, that's part of why I'm
4: going there. No, see, that's on you. Move it along. <laughs> that's Jesus. on Jesus. I'm it would happy take if them, some... it would,
3: Dude, it would take them five minutes <laughs> the to put on the stupid <laughs> glove.
4: God, I hate these things. <laughs> i was just happy that someone washed their hands and or put on gloves that's
2: fair i have a question about subway and that is what is it that they use that their smell of their bread is so distinctive anywhere you go like you you know when it's not just bread but like you're near a subway well, hmm. why is that
4: now are you saying that's good like no that- no
2: well I, I i mean maybe for someone who really likes subway it is i just feel like maybe more than any other chain i can just identify by the huh. wafting bread smell. Oh, there's a subway around here. Like it it, it, Really Do you guys think it's that it's that distinctive? I feel like it it really is. I honestly haven't
4: been there. I I couldn't tell you. It's been so long when I I got mad because when my kids were little, right, I'd be like, What did you guys what would you guys want to eat? And those little rat farts would pick Subway. And it would piss me off because I'm not eating at Subway. I won't do it. It is just there's a thousand other sandwich places that are that much better and it's not like they're subway's cheaper. And then my kids would go in and they would get bread, turkey, and cheese. <laughs> it was like my brother's ordering a sandwich. And so, like, and then just they give me that sweaty, cold cut. I, I, I couldn't do it. I honestly can't tell you. It's been 12 years since I've walked into a Subway. So I'm, I'm the last one to, to comment on the bread. And I, I don't remember, think I've
2: eaten one for years either, but I just, it's, any time I pass one, I'm like, God, why does it smell like that?
4: Yeah, I've never noticed that, although it
3: probably smells like that. If that's true, then it, don't they They make all the breads right there in the... I
4: think so. Yeah. I think they have that big, weird that big oven thing, thing whatever. Yeah, I don't know if
3: it's weird. It's just an oven. Maybe but. they
4: just, you know, like in your dryer. Well, I think it's a special... It's just made for bread. It's got, like, the racks yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I remember that, like, because when, when you're, like, in, in junior high or high school, like, we'd walk down to one because it was one of the four places we could walk to from our school, and you'd get, like, a meatball sub. But... What if they, like, you know, you had that dryer vent? Like, sometimes if I'm outside, I'll smell my laundry going because the dryer vent, and I'm like, that smells wonderful. What if Subway was smart and they just ventilated that thing back out to the front of their store? no oh, it would be wild. The only reason to go into a Subway is because bread smells good. Like, you're like, oh, that's good bread. But every other sandwich shop also has bread, and their sandwiches are not sweaty cold cuts. They're that much better.
3: A couple of people have uh, already texted in talking yep, about
2: they sure have yoga mat. <laughs> Styrofoam from the yoga mats—the same ingredient, yeah. I guess—is also in Subway bread.
3: Right? <laughs> is that all real? right? Is that is that real? well? We've gotten a couple of tech I mean, usually if it's one person, you're yeah. kind of like, oh, all right. But multiple people are texting so that. In. We, we got so st- I guess we've got to go look that Styro-
4: up. Now I'm just going to take it. You know, it's the internet. I'm, I'm sure it- it's true. Well, now that Elon's in charge of Twitter, I don't need anything to be true. I can just read it and be like, oh, it's, I saw it on Twitter. So, they have some sort of mystery dolphin meat. Oh. And uh, they have gym mats. Well, they have a yoga mat chemical. Oh. That uh, well, says well, here. There
3: you go. Maybe that's what makes it so delicious. Uh, but back in 2014, they said that it would be entirely phased out of its bread now that uh, <laughs> people are onto them.
4: So, we're phasing out gym mats and we're bringing in real tuna. Way to go, Subway. You know what? I'll go on record. I'd much rather head down to the Ikea and pick up some horse meatballs than step foot in the Subway and get that and whatever chicken thing they got going on but they advertise like no other i feel like every other time every other commercial is a subway commercial and it's an it's another uh celebrity endorser
3: so the ingredient is called i'm gonna take a stab okay yeah go for it azota carbon carb carbonamide. Oh,
4: really? So so carnauba wax is thrown in there for good measure. It is
3: approved by the FDA for use as a bleaching agent and dough conditioner. Oh, God. It can be found in a wide variety of products, including those served at McDonald's and Starbucks, Mm. and breads sold in supermarkets, but it gained attention after it noted that the chemical was also used to make yoga mats, (laughs) and so Subway got the brunt of it. That's or, a bit like Barry Bonds taking the, bit, all yeah. the heat for the
4: steroids. You think somewhere but. McDonald's this is like apologizing yeah, to Subway, totally. putting an arm around him and be like, "Hey man, uh, we got your back." You're going to take the heat for this. Here's a check. Yeah, yeah. we're going to distance ourselves from you, but just know behind the scenes, by the way, we we support you.
3: On the McDonald's note, let's pivot to uh McDonald's. Okay. Have you seen the video of the guy who was working at McDonald's who posted the video of them making the McRib? No.
4: <laughs> but I'm I'm kind yeah. of frightened. Yeah. Well, he should be. Well, the, it's my, awful. My favorite part again, never having eaten a McRib. Um, I I've seen I, I've seen like the different like like photos that people take of that. I was always like an idiot under the impression this was years ago that the McRib was like a rib sandwich. <laughs> right. right? You fool! I like <laughs> an idiot. I just assumed that it was it was a rib sandwich. It's not. It's not. It's some form of meat. Like substance, so I don't know. If that's uh, it's, true either. It's just it's something. How about this? It's something, possibly yoga mats, possibly meat. I don't know. And then it's jammed into a rib-shaped mold, and then somehow cooked or broiled or I don't know. It, it, they slap some sauce on it. That's it. They they put it in a mold that looks like it has rib bones in it. Correct, but that, none of that but is But none of it is real. It's not. It's They're not, just
3: frozen. Look, look it up. Like, it's, you know, like, you probably don't want to see this, you know, because you know, when you, because I've had a McRib. We've all had a McRib. I have not. I have You've ne- never had I have it. I've never okay. tried so a McRib. I have tried a McRib. Yeah. I
2: had my first one last year, and I will not again.
4: Right. It's like, it's such a mistake, but yeah. you, you just you just try it. At some point, you try it. It's like eating a hot dog at Seven Eleven. You know that you shouldn't be doing it. Even the guy behind the counter is like, really, man? And you're like, "Eh, whatever. Those have been in there for three weeks. (laughs) Ah, just I'll take it. Let's do it. I'm drunk. It's late in the evening. 75 cents? Magic hands, gone. Well,
3: it's awful. But... (laughs) It serves... Are you saying it's about to serve a purpose? No, I just... It's awful. But all all I'm saying is you don't really want to see... Like, you know when you're eating it. That you definitely don't want to see what it really is. You and don't how want it's to made. see behind the curtain. You don't. Yeah. And and we all know this, but yet somebody posted it on social media recently, yeah. and it went viral because it was so awful. Yeah. And it's really, I mean, it's exactly what you would expect. You it's in, You just do the. You know, hear no evil, see no yeah, evil. Yeah, but it's that. like I don't. I'll never eat a McRib. Oh oh. Yeah. I, would.
4: Would,
3: I guess. Guess what? I was never
4: going to eat a McRib <laughs> again anyway because I've already had one and it sucked. <laughs> I had a friend of mine in high school, and he worked at a uh, chicken place. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't think anything. It was chicken. I just, it's chicken. By the way, there's your frozen McRibs right there. Oh, my there. gosh. Yeah.
3: And then they just. They throw those on the grill. They don't throw those on the No, grill they do. Out, they, do they? It's in the video. Yeah, they okay. throw them on the, the griddle. Well, you got to unfreeze them quick. Microwave. No, they throw them on the grill, and then they, then they put them in the sauce. Yeah. Uh, they dip them into the sauce and then shove the sauce into the warming oven. Yeah, and so they're buried in the sauce. And then, and then they and then you just throw them on bread and then
4: there you go. Eat did, that. Why do they make it like with the fake bone in there? That's it's just yeah. that turns me. But I had a friend of mine that worked at a chicken restaurant and uh, I guess I never realized I just thought it came like same, just like frozen chicken and you deep fried it. Man, I went and picked him up one night and uh, he said, "Meet me in the back," because you know he's. This so is why I always say, never go behind a restaurant. You don't ever, ever want to go behind a restaurant. Yeah. Because there's nothing good has ever happened in the history of mankind behind a restaurant. And by the way, the Chinese restaurant is the worst one. You go back there, there's dudes, and they're shooting dice. There's, like, illegal panda fighting. Dude, stuff goes down in the back of a Chinese restaurant. But and this, as
3: Ru- Russ was reading my mind, it, that's where we all went back to smoke. Yeah. Back yeah. there.
4: And so I rolled back to that chicken restaurant, and... uh I can honestly tell you that for about 10 years, I could never go to another... Uh, I, I could never go to one of these chicken restaurants because all I could think about... Yeah. Well, were, and, and the smell, I just was like, oh my... I didn't realize it was that bad back there.
3: Well, let's not pick on just two restaurants. That's, to, why I, that's to, what yeah, I didn't say. To, to be fair... No, I know. I'm just saying we've picked on Subway and McDonald's. Yeah. To be fair... They're all... It, most of them... Yeah. Like... Every once in a while, I don't know if you do this, but you go to a place where you're like, wow, that is shockingly clean back there. Like yeah. you can see the yeah. them working or, or, I don't know, you just get a glimpse and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah,
4: what's happening there? Why is
3: this not dirty? Yeah. I'll eat here. Yes. Uh, so every once in a while you get that. And then other times you just look and go, I, that's for the code enforcers, right? Like but, don't they come through every once in a while like in would, the bear? And I would think. They, they're supposed to, yeah. you know, But I'll, look, up I, on all can that. Can I ask
4: you this? Is there an allure? Because if I go into a taqueria, are you a a fan of the little taquerias? No. Love them. I love myself a good street taco. Buck? uh, Yes. Yeah, right? If I walk into a taqueria and it's clean, I'll instantly leave. That's not the taqueria that I want my street tacos from. I have no interest in a tamale from a place that looks like they've got their stuff going on. I want a... At most, I want a C-plus health inspection. I would prefer there to be bars on the window. Mm. I would like the menus to be sticky. There needs to be some form of boombox playing Latin music way too loud. And I want to have a bit of a struggle ordering. Uh, I I want there to be at least two to three miscommunications. And when that happens, I know I'm about to get the best street taco that I've ever had. I know I'm in for a winner there. And it's kind of, like, counterproductive because if I walked into, like, a a sandwich shop, I'd be like, oh, my God, I'm never coming back here again. But certain places, again, I'm going with the taqueria, I want it like that. I I want my feet sticking to the floor. And I I feel like that, uh, you know, that that little extra, that stickiness you feel on the floor, that's love. (laughs) That's love that's going to be put into my taco. Very odd, but okay. Yeah.
2: To each their own.
4: Buck, do you feel that way? Like, do you feel like you're getting a more authentic experience when it's a little, uh, you know?
2: I do think that there is something about not worrying about that element. Now, yeah. I'm not going to also say, though, that if a place was impeccably clean, that it's going to turn me <laughs> off. I'm going I'm to give it a chance first, but I do like my favorite burrito <laughs> spot in the Mission in San Francisco, like grease stains up the windows and stuff. Yeah, I there mean, it's just, it's, it, it kind of has to be that way <laughs> to be the best.
4: <laughs> there there it just is. There's a Chinese spot around the corner from my home. And I go there all the time. I'm telling you, if you drove up to that place, you would immediately turn around and leave. Like if I took you there and we're like, hey, we're going to pick up some food for this place. You take one look inside the little drive up window because you can't go in. It's drive through only. You would immediately turn around and be like, we are never coming back. But I'll tell you what, that place is dynamite.
2: No, middle of the road, like greasy spoon Chinese food is actually the best kind of Chinese food. You don't want like elite gourmet Chinese food. You want that, that sweet spot right there. Somewhere between like you know Panda Express and you know something that's a white tablecloth, greasy <laughs> spoon,
4: and they know me there, and like they're the friendliest dudes ever. I don't want to know what they got going on in the back, but I can assure you, it's it's nothing involving health or codes.
3: Here's the text that says: Not only should a taqueria be a little dirty, your general contractor
4: guy better not have a brand new pickup. Exactly, hundred hmm. percent on that. That's good point. Yes, shows up in a briny or a shiny new truck. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, you know nothing. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like this. Sometimes you need a little uh, you need a little wear around the edges.
3: All right, you guys ready to sports hard? Not really, but let's do it anyways. Joey Harrington joins us today. He has uh, he has brought bourbon news to the table.
4: Well, see, that's not sportsy. Now that I'm I'm all about. Yeah,
3: we've talked about it a few weeks ago, but mm-hmm. uh, if you're not up on all that, uh, we'll reset that at 5:30. We'll set your college football DVR at 5:15. We start with today's very provocative sporting poll question. Uh, Coming up next, it is 316. Thanks for being with us here on a Friday. Okay, picture this.
0: It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better
1: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: All right, here's our poll question today. As always, it is housed on Twitter at 1080TheFan. It is brought to you by AAA Heating and Cooling. Family business, helping families for over 60 years, A-A-A-I-A-Q.com. Today, bigger sporting train wreck, Broncos, mm. Lakers, Nets, or Nebraska? <laughs> I don't know how you even begin to power rank those. Log on, vote, and the only thing we ask, please vote hard. Yeah,
4: I saw that Kyrie's averaging 33, Durant 30, and they're 1-4. Like I don't even know how that's necessarily Ooh, possible. Funny you bring that up. I have a stat on that. Yeah,
3: Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are just the second pair of teammates to each rack up 100 or more points over a three-game span. The same three-game span and go 0 and 3.
4: It's really in a. The league- only
3: other duo to do that: Kiki Vandeweghe and Alex English for the Nuggets in 1983.
4: How about that? By the way, Alex English, the all-time leading scorer in the 1980s for the NBA. Alex English.
3: Yeah, he was a badass. Yeah, and that no one remembers him. But yeah, I mean, win that, something.
4: I don't. I, God, I mean, everyone. It's a one tough those, one. The Lakers are the worst
3: team. It makes you think. Well, yeah, but they all have different ailments. Yeah. Like, they all have different things that. Like, I'm, I feel like the Broncos are in bad shape. Well, and the thing. But I- if they change their coach. Maybe not. They could be fine. Lakers were way yeah. more than
4: coaching. Yeah, I would say. But that, you have LeBron and AD. I would say that the Broncos and the Nets to me probably get it because train wreck to me means that you're on the tracks at some point. <laughs> but the Nebraska and the Lakers never were right. They the Lakers
3: st- won a title a couple years ago.
4: Yeah, but this year they're not. They weren't even on the tracks. They're in the train yard somewhere. Like we we knew that LA and Nebraska were going to suck. The Broncos were supposed to be good, and the Nets had that will they or won't they. I might just say Denver when you're talking about expectations. It, to me, it's it's Denver or Brooklyn because I think they have the most potential to not suck. So I'm going with the Broncos. Yeah, because I think it's we, Brooklyn. We got fooled. At least I did. Well, we into, all did. Every- thinking that Denver should
3: have been good. I mean, everybody thought Denver was going to be good, right? They got Russell Wilson. Yeah, And nobody knew Nathaniel Hackett was a bum except for me who called it <laughs> like uh, because his dad was a bum. So I assumed he was a bum. Uh, So I think it's Brooklyn, though. If you look at, I mean, that is extraordinary how dysfunctional that is. Yeah. And I think there's a lot more to untangle there. Whereas with the Broncos, you know, Russell Wilson, I don't know about you. Is there still an element of you
4: that thinks he'll play better? I don't know. This is pretty unprecedented to see someone at 32 years old go off the cliff like this. I'm trying to think of, without a major injury, like I remember Dante Culpepper Remember, he was with the 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 Vikings and they were rolling. Randy Moss, Chris Carter, all that, and then it kind of it disappeared. But Dante Culpepper wasn't really Russell Wilson, and and there. Remember, he blew out his knee. I'm just trying to think of another quarterback this early, like early 30s, that went from being really good, like top seven eight quarterbacks in the league, good, to this. Like Manning got washed, but that was when he was like 38 and he had three neck or three vertebrae fused. Like, normally there's a... Matt uh, Ryan fell
2: off the cliff this year. Yeah. He's
3: 37, though. He's 37. Wilson's 33.
2: Well, I know a lot of it was injury. Did you already say Cam Newton in and, and his, the clip that he fell off of? Yeah, oh, that's, that's a, true. That's a
4: pretty good one. But again, I go back, that's injury. Matt Ryan is a good it one. was but, more injury, yeah. Yeah, but he's just his shoulder, and he could never really throw well, the ball Newton, that well. Okay,
3: that's a good one, though, because he's 33. He's the same age as Russell
1: Wilson,
4: Yeah. and he's out of the league. Yeah, well, his shoulder is literally made of crab meat, and we saw him just keep getting hurt and hurt. And he played the style that we always said wasn't going to age well. Like, he was such a freak because he just played such a, a physical style. But because he was so big and strong, he lasted. But eventually, you know, it gets the, the best of you. Maybe that's it. So I, I I keep thinking to myself that Russ will get this turned around because you just don't see this very often. But I, I do think now with what we saw last year into this year, the lack of awareness, the, the cringiness, I, I think the team um, – he can't have won that locker room at this point. And quite frankly, he's just bad. He's just a bad quarterback right now. So I'm starting to think that this may be legit, that we may be seeing the the end of productive Russell Wilson. Oh, and they're tied to him for like the next five years. That's that's just that's the biggest train wreck. It is. See,
3: I, I just – I wonder – see, I would vote for Brooklyn, but I, I, I do wonder if Russell Wilson doesn't start to get a little healthier and get a little better. And I would also like to see him with a different coach. Yeah. Like I, I think if Denver – Uh, fires Hackett soon, then that could, you know, you you never know. It could be completely different for Russell Wilson. I
4: just would think that this, if, if, how to say this, to be fair, if Russ really was a truly elite quarterback, and maybe that's the problem is that he was always a very good quarterback and we viewed him as elite and he played in a good system. But if you're really an elite quarterback, you should be able to mask, not all, but you should be able to mask some of the deficiencies with a coach and same thing. If you're an elite coach, you should be able to mask some of the deficiencies of your quarterback. See Dable and, and, uh, and Daniel Jones or see a guy, you know, some people are going to go with, with an Aaron Rodgers, Matt Lafleur, you know, there's plenty of these examples. And I get that Nathaniel Hackett to me looks completely over his skis with what he says. I think their offensive game plans are bad, once they go off script after the first quarter, it turns into an absolute nightmare. They struggle to get in and out of the huddle. A situational football is atrocious. I get all those things. But you would think at some point that Russell Wilson, being an a 11-year veteran, being a Super Bowl champ, being whatever it is, six-time Pro Bowler and, and all these things with some weapons around him, you would think that he could sprinkle some bark dust around that to where you're like, ah, they just got to click a little bit. But they don't. When he's in there, it looks like one of the worst offenses in the league. And you just, that to me is baffling because you had running backs, right? And I know one of them, your main guy's hurt, but you've had backs. You have a a pretty good old line and you've got weapons on the outside. It just, you shouldn't be this bad. And I think that to me, if I'm a Bronco fan, is pretty frightening. um, That those those things are in place and we aren't seeing him cover any of it. All right, skill.
3: vote on uh, Twitter, at 1080thefan. Bigger sporting train wreck right now. Broncos, Lakers, Nets, Nebraska.
4: Well, there's a lot. of you know, Tampa Bay stepped into it again last night. They were behind the eight ball a little bit, except they play in such a crappy division. Yeah, let's get to that. Uh, we have a segment next
3: called Sports Last Night.
4: Oh. <laughs> yeah, but that yeah. conveniently titled. That is
3: very convenient. You cued it right up. We'll get to that next. But first, Buck with SportsCenter.
1: Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
3: All right, now to a segment titled for the archives, Sports Last Night. We'll talk about the Cougs in Utah. There was also a high school football video floating out there today from last night. Mm-hmm. That is shocking. I don't know if I've seen that.
2: Well, I'll tell you about it. Okay. Does it involve an official? Yes. I, I have seen this.
4: Well, they did a, I just got done watching the HBO real sports. I think it aired on Tuesday. Um, but they did a whole segment on, on officials and it's, it's, it's really bad. There's a guy who started a whole website and if he uses your, I mean, it's, it's, kind of sad but if you get a video that he uses it gives you a 100 bucks and his whole thing is he's trying to raise awareness about just how poor these officials are treated and it's it's spooky stuff
3: yeah we we go all the way back with like remember jack follyard back when we were talking with him he's a college football official yeah and i think we talked it he i think he did one of the rose bowls or something we were at and he was talking about that because he's an oregon guy and we've done some events with him and he was he was harping on this 20 years ago yep. 15 years ago that they just can't find refs and it's just gotten worse and worse because people treat them worse and worse.
4: Yeah, my dad who my dad really enjoyed it. He did mostly basketball, but he did high school football too. He's done it most of his life and he won't do it anymore. He's like this isn't worth it and we just had one uh not too long ago where I think it ended up not being the official but the other coach over an official uh got shot and killed. That was in Kansas. Yep. I mean, you see this; it, it happens all the time. Well, now. this one, the ref uh, probably deserves some
3: criticism, but we'll get to that. The Bucks fall to three and five. Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady looks terrible. Um, he is now the most sacked quarterback in history. Oh, if you knew that, did you know that?
4: I didn't. Well, if you play for eight million years, you know that. that That's does right. Happen.
3: That is that is true. And you're a statue back there. Um, it's not exactly uh, yeah. like he scrambles a lot. No, five hundred and fifty five
4: sacks. Well, and and I think one of the the things that you can respect about Tom Brady is this whole like macho tough guy thing. Like Brady will give himself up. Like there's this idea of like, it's, it's manly to get hit or fight till the very end. I enjoy the fact that it's, if it's in the middle of the second quarter, and it's a three, three ball game. Brady isn't standing in the pocket and getting his head taken yeah, off.
3: Manning did that too. Yeah.
4: They see it coming and they just lay down. Like, look, we're going to live to fight another day. A lot of the clips of like the, the running backs that, re- that never go out of bounds. Yeah. Their careers aren't that long. They don't last that long. Like, I loved watching Eric Davis play center field, but Eric Davis got broken down a lot because he was always diving on the hard-ass turf. So today, uh, Brady
3: and Giselle, she's single, guys. Yep. Shoot your shot. They both uh, announced that they are divorced. They filed today, I yeah. think, is what they said. Isn't or it it's a, finalized today. Isn't it
4: amazing, though, that, I mean, he gave up. And, you know, maybe he's happier, but it sure doesn't sound like from the reports that he is. He didn't want this. That dude gave up his his family... Uh, that that whole unit, his wife, simply because he couldn 't walk away from something after twenty plus years and seven super Bowls, and it still wasn 't enough and like we we laud that as like this sort of dedication of the game i don 't i I think it's sad i think it's a <laughs> i think it 's a sad commentary on what 's going on between tom brady 's ears, and I think you look at him this year, he looks gaunt, he looks skinny, he looks unhappy he 's not playing very well, and I get that there 's other things going on it 's not just tom brady 's fault but he you, sucks. You can't tell me for one second that that guy looks like the Tom no. Brady we've seen. Dude,
2: His ball is, I don't know. In every cutaway last night, it wasn't just the frustration <laughs> with the play. He looked like a miserable human being. Yeah. Yes.
3: And as he said, though, part of, you know, it, what you're talking about between his ears is part of why he won seven rings. Um, but it is certainly unhealthy. Yeah. So do you see Giselle's already, uh, you see who she's with already? <laughs> she's already moved on. Well, I mean, I'm sure this has been coming, so... You know, well, she's she's dating uh, Pete Big Dong Davidson.
2: <laughs> give it time. Yeah, I just... You, <laughs> I give it time. You think it's one of those... That, that the, was a joke, by the way.
4: I know. When the divorce is finalized, it was that meme of the guy, like the, the black guy in the yellow blazer around the tree rubbing his hands. Yeah. That's Pete Davidson standing outside of the, the Bunchton residence. He's well, she's like, super uh, hot.
3: How old is Giselle? Do you know? he probably Off got to her. Of your
4: head? I'm going to go so probably like Brady, mid-40s. Yeah,
1: she's,
4: uh, she's only 42. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. A little, little young for me, and is worth more than Tom Brady. Wait, Just that's my wife's. F Y I.
3: Did you see the? Uh, there are odds on who she will date next.
4: Jeez, oh, really? uh,
3: I actually have odds on both of them.
4: Oh, okay. Uh, this this could be fun. So I'm assuming we have to go with celebrity like Brady's. Can yeah, okay. Can, you
3: can't put Joe Johnson on here. Who is that?
4: Can I do random Instagram Instagram hot for Tom Brady? Well, that's.
3: Well, I actually don't know who this. is this is but maybe that's who this is alessandra ambrosio no who, who is that she's an actress she's an actress okay that's who is the odds-on favorite to date tom's braids <laughs> <laughs> yeah his list is weird and these are just for fun they you know the odds makers put these out to get clicks and stuff but kardashian like caitlin jenner's on there or not Caitlyn jenner sorry um Kenner, Ken, kendall jenner kendall, she's like Nine years old, yeah.
2: But what would you set the odds at for Caitlyn? I I don't. Yeah, Caitlyn
3: probably should be on there. I mean, who knows? (laughs) Like you like to say, you ever uh, see
2: those entertainment bets where it's like, who's going to be the next president of the United States? And there is like a Pete Davidson on there for five hundred thousand to one.
3: Kanye was on there, right? But you you like to say, you know, these guys are. You know, Brady is kind of morphing into an old lesbian. Maybe uh, Caitlyn Jenner is in play. I don't.
4: (laughs) It's, It's he does. He looks terrible. He, he does not look good when he's out there. Uh, like anytime you see him in his press conference, his face just looks like it's melting into itself. Alessandra
3: Ambrosio plus 800. Kendall Jenner plus 1,000. Lindsey Vaughn plus 1,000. I could see that. Candace Swanepoel, Do I know? I think Should she's I? a model. Am I? Yeah. Uh, Taylor Swift plus 1200. Kim Kardashian, Taylor Hill, and Gigi Hadid plus 1,600.
4: Yeah, so just you're all... Adriana Lima, that's a good one, plus 2,000. I I want the dark horse. I want non-famous OnlyFans model. I want Brady to go full creeper because he's like 45. I want him to go 21, 22-year-old, someone that Adam Levine is trying to name his kid after. I want that. I want him to go full midlife crisis. Let's go,
3: Tom. What if he gets uh, Jennifer Aniston? She's on the list. I think but, she's single, right? There you go. There's the she's power couple. She's single, isn't she? Yeah, she doesn't care if he plays football. No,
4: she probably it's she's it's, all about herself. Well, and it probably works out better because she doesn't want to be around him. Turns out Giselle actually wanted to be around Tom and yeah, wanted no Tom around the kids. Yeah,
3: that's that's what makes it so sad. Like <laughs> we're looking on, going, man, you got a beautiful woman who loves you and all the money, in all the these world, great your, kids, all and, the fame, yeah, all the Super like. Bowls. It's over, dude. You won seven. Can't,
4: God, can't do it, man.
3: Well, anyway, uh. Odds-on favorite to date, her, or for her to date next, uh, Bradley Cooper is the favorite. <laughs> I'm not sure why, but okay. I
4: thought he was married to another Brazilian model, Brad Pitt and the Iron Sheik. God, <laughs> <laughs> what's I Hulk, like that? What's Hulk Hogan doing nowadays? Let's go, the Iron <laughs> Sheik plus one hundred thousand. Have you ever heard the Iron Sheik on the Howard Stern show? Oh, he's great. <laughs> that dude is insane. His Twitter feed is, yes, is wild. The Sheik.
3: Anyway, I don't know who we'll read about first: new relationship, Giselle or Tom. Probably Giselle because
4: Tom's
2: playing, but yeah. um, Tom's married to football. We know that, right? Well, it's just
4: it's when I read that statement about like him thinking that the when it, I'm, I'll, I'll paraphrase, but he said like when you go into a season, he said it's like going to war. It's like you know you're getting deployed and you kind of have to push away your family and your kids and all that. That made me sad. It really did. And like I've I've seen a lot of this in that, you know, the divorce rate for certain professions is quite high, and and I would say that police, military, and athletes are probably right up there. But you see it where guys don't know anything else. It's kind of the Tiger Woods thing, and maybe that's the thing he just needs to get with Tiger, and they need to run through all the Perkins waitresses. Uh, in the the south, you know, uh, the southland.
3: Here's the other element of this, and nobody brings this up, but she could have been a total pain in his ass. Possible. You know, we've all you know we're all married, right? Like uh, Not you know, me. Some t- <laughs> well, but you're you're in a long standing relationship. I was for many many. And you years. You were married, from married for married like you know how it goes. Years. Yes. What is the old saying? Somewhere somebody that is sick tired. of her yeah. crap. Yeah. Whatever. That's a, what old sexist guys say. You know. Yeah. That's what we say now. But uh, that's you know I mean
4: all I'm saying is that it e- could possibly be that she drove him crazy. All and the reports that you read and he wanted it out of it for, there. Take it for what it's worth is that he did not want this to be over, but he couldn't. This was over. Yeah, but we don't know what really
2: happened. Did you hear the uh, the this, conspiracy this of the little football. Mike the Mike Florio one that he that he floated? In? He said that there's this is a quote. There's a theory in league circles, and I think I'm couching it properly that the issue with Tom Brady and his wife blew up when the league announced the punishment. With the Dolphins flirtation, because she, as the theory goes, had no idea he was talking to Miami. Yeah, yeah.
4: After he I had already retired, yeah,
2: he was already making his next plans, and she's like, "Hold on, you're whoa, getting, whoa, a, whoa. You're, yeah. you're getting a slap on the wrist from the league, and you're not even looping me in on this." Yeah, these?
4: there were. I could, I mean, that stuff makes total sense. Yeah. And when there's not another narrative coming out, and it's all
3: wait, the other narrative was he was filming. a... Um, was he? <laughs> <laughs> what was he filming? Like, um,
4: masked singer or yes. something?
3: That was the narrative. That was the narrative.
4: When the when the entire narrative is he's doing everything he can to try to keep his marriage together, except not play football. And Giselle basically came out in an interview and said, I did my patience and he chose football basically. Yeah, that's what happened. I did my patience? Yeah, she said that she she was well, she did her part. She sat for Ugh. however many years. She she was as patient as she could yeah, be. I get it. And she was like, "It was time to have a family." And Tom's like, "Family?
2: I get it. I swear, mouth know,
4: kiss my kids once every month and then go play football." Also, I think the
2: real tough part though is that like he had the perfect ride out into the sunset moment and didn't take
3: it. Yeah, right? right. And that's right. As fans, we love that because John Elway did that, and it's really hard to do that. We 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 don't like it, even though we now know that Brett Favre is a giant ass. Yeah, we don't like it when our when our sports heroes or sports greats. Go out like this. Yeah. We hate seeing it. We yeah. do, and some people thrive on it, and they love to tear them down or whatever. But that's not. I don't think that's most people. I think most people want to see, you know, the John Elway. Yeah, you know, and go out, go out on top. Like because, that's
4: awesome. Because most, most you're the king. Most never even get that opportunity. So when we see right. the perfect Hollywood ending, we're like, dude,
3: yes, this is
4: it. You're drunk. Throw the Super Bowl trophy, throw yeah. the Lombardi trophy off the boat, and then take your hot wife. And by the way. You're getting – what did they offer him, 30 mil a year to go be in the broadcast booth? 30 mil.
3: Well, he still got – he gets that, and he too, gets though. that at the end. but No, he's getting that now. They're saying that he's going to work the Super Bowl.
4: Oh, Or they want him to work the
3: Super Bowl. <laughs> they do. They, Fox – he's already signed with Fox. They want him to work the Super Bowl. But Tiger Woods comes to mind. You remember all the hate that Tiger Woods got and yeah. how awful Tiger Woods and how shamed Tiger Woods was? Yeah. Well, that story ended up with the various things that have happened in his life and where he's at now. He kind of – he wrote that final chapter, and it's actually a pretty good one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Brady has not. Like, no. uh, this is a sad final chapter, and we don't like that.
4: So all we need is Brady to get addicted to pills, crash a car or two, get yes. a second cell phone. But then
3: come back and win another Super Bowl, back. and
4: then the chap-
3: final yeah. chapter is great.
4: <laughs> get mangled in a car accident. and then or get, get, get back free. with
3: Giselle. There you go. What if he quits tomorrow and he, and he reconciles with Giselle? Is that good enough? I think, that, I think would, that
4: would be nice. And except NFL fan would then call him a panty waist, and then they'd boo and throw sex toys yeah, at him in Buffalo. Those
3: guys are idiots.
4: I just and, and At the end of the day, I, I think he looks miserable. I think that, and I've said this for, for weeks, I think that this is having a huge impact on him, and I feel bad for him. I really do. It's, really, it's the only time I should ever feel bad for Tom Brady because his life is a million times better than mine. And yet there's a guy that still can't realize... Everything that he has and he will continue to chase some weird personal idea of glory or fame or accomplishment when he's already the most accomplished that's ever lived at this field and it's not enough for him. That's that's sad.
3: Well he could also be uh thinking, you know, I'm uh, forty five. <laughs> it's my last this uh... <laughs> is my last go around. I'm gonna take five years of Instagram <laughs> models and then I'll settle down.
4: Yeah. You know. And I'm not I'm not trying to say anything about that that Brady's gonna do this, but I I, I was Remember a number of years ago, Chris Cornell killed himself. And uh, lead singer of Soundgarden and, and one of my favorites growing up. And it led me down this whole weird road. It bummed me. It was one where for a couple of days, I was like, damn it. I love Chris Cornell. And I started reading some different articles. And um, there was someone there that was talking about mental health. And I just, it's a, it's a little apples to oranges. But I remember reading this article and saying that, you know, we all think that depression and suicide and serious mental issues like this are for poor people right like your life sucks and every day you wake up you go to a miserable job you got a wife you hate you can't pay your bills and that's why you get suicidal and you eat a bullet right and he said that is just the statistics do not back that up they actually say that the more affluent you get the actual numbers go up and he was talking about chris cornell and and I'll, i'll paraphrase here and this he was a one of the leading experts he was big some you know psychologist and he was saying the one that 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 people really struggle with is you wake up one day and you realize that you have a great wife, you have loving kids, you're surrounded by a lot of friends and family, you have millions of dollars, you have adoring fans, you've done everything that you could want to do, right? You've won all your grammys, you've won all your super bowls and it's still not enough for you. And he said that's when it really can get bad for you because you look around and you say if this isn't enough then what is? And that's when really bad depression and different stuff can sink in and It's why you see sometimes where it's Anthony de Bourdain or Chris Cornell. And, you know, they said that this can be something that absolutely gets there uh, upstairs into their head is because there's nothing else to accomplish and they're still not satisfied. And I think a little bit of that, I'm not saying the depression or the suicidal thing, it makes me think about Brady. How much could you possibly have and still not have it be enough? All right, more on sports last night. Next,
3: when the, you know, it's bad when the kicker is clowning you. Yeah. <laughs> we have audio. It's wonderful. We're going back to Russell Wilson here. Let's go back and make fun of him for a while. It's always fun. It ties into last night's game. It is uh, 3.49 on the fan. Come on. This song.
2: Tom Brady. Giselle. Imagine him with a boom box in front of <laughs> Giselle's house. I think he's got to
4: find a boom box first. Yeah, true. Where
3: would you find a boombox?
4: Goodwill, maybe.
3: Yeah, maybe like an old uh, pawn shop or something. Yeah, I
2: have a buddy who went as Lloyd Dobler for Halloween once, and he actually took the time to make a cassette tape of this song on repeat on both sides, so he could just <laughs> walk around the party with the boombox over his you head and have it nonstop.
4: I so respect that. Although it'd be sad, I think if you went to a lot of Halloween parties and you went all Lloyd on you, they'd be like, "Who the hell are you?"
2: Yeah, not maybe as in vogue now hey, as it um, once was.
3: That reminds me. Um, I just this is pertaining to nothing. And we'll get back to uh, sports. Last night, um, coming up here, we're going to talk about the Coug game as well. But uh, my son is out in Lawrence, Kansas, as you know. Yes, finishing up college, collegiate uh, studies. His fifth year. <laughs> he is in his fifth year. He redshirted. It's all right. He uh, nothing
2: wrong with a victory lap.
3: He went to a Halloween party, or is going to a Halloween. Maybe it's tonight. Is going to a Halloween party as Cousin Eddie.
4: Mm-hmm. Which version of Cousin Eddie?
3: Well, I think the bathrobe, like the okay. Esser's Full Cousin Eddie, like bathrobe and the hat, and sure. you know, yeah, um, very recognizable. And he said, no one there oh, man. knows who that is. Nothing. That's not
2: totally surprising, really. That's that, shocking for me. college age kids. Yeah, yeah I right. just it, it's, was, it's a little bit too far back. Let me just state for but the wait record, a minute, when he was a kid,
3: when he was a kid, so he's twenty two or twenty three, mm-hmm. right? Born in uh, two thousand. Ninety nine. He was born in ninety nine. Um, ah, <laughs> oh, that's adorable. I couldn't remember. Yeah. So early two thousands. Well, you're right. Maybe maybe that is a little too late. But he he watched Christmas. We and his uh, dad's family, everybody watched Christmas Vacation religiously
2: sure. every year. Yeah. I'm surprised no one got it. I I'm not surprised many didn't get it.
3: I'm, this never ceases. So them. now he wants out of Kansas. He, he says, done. this is all, I'm out of here. This is unbelievable. No one knows who this is. I'm going to say like. Yeah, on a, wait, well, hold on. Oh. So guess who he has to go as now because his girlfriend. Oh, won't let him do the. Well, I don't know he, if she won't let him, but she's like, hey, we should do this. Ken and Barbie. Really? Yeah, because that's a big one this year.
4: Oh, cause the, cause because they got the, the, the Gosling movie, yeah, right? And exactly. Margot Robbie. Yeah. So he's, he, he has to go as Ken. Uh, does he have to do the smooth crotch as well? <laughs> uh, I don't know what he's going to do with his crotch. Wow! But it just—you can feel the soul being
3: ripped out of him. You know, like that's depressing. You can feel it. That's depressing.
4: It really it's is awful. You know, cosinetti's a great
3: costume. I would have assumed that.
4: I, I would have assumed that people. I would
3: too, but I guess you know, Buck. You know, he's onto something.
4: They yeah, didn't know, but it—it it happens. I knew. Uh, uh, no, I'll say a handful of years ago, I heard from a, a young fella, and they went as same era. They went as Judge Reinhold and Phoebe Cates, fast times, mm-hmm. mainly because she just wanted she was a hot and wanted to. She wore the red bikini, yeah, the, okay. and then he wore the suit. You know, because that's like in the in the dream when they were like, you know, kind of doing that, of course. And they said no one at the no par- one no knew. one at the party knew. What is the matter
2: with people? But you know? that's got to be right in that same era, right? Yeah, I, same, I think that's the, yeah. that's the cusp right there, kind of the, the mid to late eighties is yeah. cutoff time.
3: But mid to late eighties, when those movies are new, when you're in your you know, let's say you're I don't know ten. Well, okay, all right, yeah.
2: Uh, as I do the math here. I'm realizing... Because, like, I, I looked... You, say, you said your son was born in 2000. 1999, that, yeah. And then that movie came out in 89, so he yeah. was already 10 or 11. Right. or It was already 10 or 11 years old when, when he was born. Yeah.
3: But we, I still think that that movie... Like, is that not just like a... I thought it was. ...Christmas movie for the ages? I like, everybody
4: watches that every year. I was always under the impression that there were things that are just culturally so significant that they just become part of the lexicon. Yeah. But the uh, having kids over the... You know, my, especially with my... Uh, the, the two younger ones, as they progress through high school and I still have one now, I hear on a weekly basis because they come to me, we'll sit at the dinner table and they'll be like, you know, hey, none of my friends knew X, Y, Z. So I hear this a lot where my daughter is stunned that her classmates don't know about whatever
3: xyz happens all the time
4: and i'm always like and and i used to be like how is that possible and now i just kind of chalk it up to well they're busy different generation they're busy on tiktok i mean that's right that and i'm the the older you get you got to be careful because what you think is closely significant the older you get the dumber and more removed you are from modern like kid society
3: no very true and but i still think they ought to know christmas vacation even though we're old and dumb now yeah Dude, that's a great film. Yeah, well, and like it if, stands. It's
4: but if someone went as like Gone with the Wind, right, or yeah. or, or you know something like that. I, I yeah. feel like I would understand the reference. That's what I'm. Yeah, yeah But like you should at least get that, yes, right? Yes. Like if you showed the up, total ignorance is what gets me. If you showed up doing a Breakfast at Tiffany's thing, like an Aubrey Hepburn or whatever, when I was a kid, I w- I would understand. Yeah. But I, yeah, a little dated the uh, yeah, costume there,
3: but little... uh, I get it. You no, know, no, I I'm, don't know. No, not so much. All right. Uh, sports last night continues next. We will have um, – I've got three things to tee up for you. We've got audio of a kicker clowning Russell Wilson. It's gotten that bad. <laughs> we will talk about what happened with the Cougs in Utah. And I don't know if you caught the ref. Have you seen the video yet? Maybe you haven't. No, I have not. Okay, The, the so latest
4: incident with the uh, ref. This was
3: a high school referee in New Jersey that has yeah. uh, gone viral. And we will get to those items when we return on The Fan.